let's garage. Oh my goodness, pinkies, I'm huffing and puffing. I'm an old man. I've been moving tires. I've been lifting tires. What am I doing here? Let's turn on the big purple lights. Okay. I am not going to talk about tires today, but I am transporting tires. We're in the big rig today, the, the, the tow monster. And I'm heading off to the warehouse to unload some tires <laughs> and other stuff. And also uh, pick up some furniture. I have a couple of armoires that I want to get. And I don't know, whatever else there that tickles my fancy. I'm not sure there's too much more stuff. Um, so is, this is probably uh, going to be a garage episode. I, I never know. You'll know by the sound of the open music whether I made this a garage or just a regular show, a journal show, because we have some car questions. Uh, we have we have a follow-up from that Peter G. We have a new question from Taste Like Burning Tim uh, in Texas. And, uh, and I might give you a little update on the adventures of Brenda Boo. So this is quite a few things. So this might be a little longer episode. Uh, but first, I'm going to tell you about toilets. Oh, my God, you guys. You know, you're going to have to endure me talking about this new house. Today, we're talking about toilets. <laughs> now, Scotty, the little Aussie battler, I believe would refer to the type of toilet that I have as a bog. Scotty, you got to call in and tell us what is the definition of a bog. Because I believe you've referred to toilets as a bog. Now, I've got these amazing toilets in my house. <laughs> They're beautiful, for starters. They're not... You know, you see these ugly toilets with the bowl. And you can see, like, where they mount it to the ground. And you can see the little tubes that go around the toilet at the back. All of that stuff is hidden on my toilet. And I believe the manufacturer of this toilet is Riobel. R-I-O-B-E-L. And I'm wondering if Scotty or anybody in the UK is familiar with this brand. I've never seen this brand. It, it reminds me of the Duravit line of uh, fixtures. Does anybody know about the Duravit? My, my urinal is a Duravit. Uh, built by Philippe, or designed by Philippe Stark. Um, <clears throat> I wonder if I should bring the urinal from the warehouse today. Anyway, that's, a, that's the job for next year, I think. Um, so this toilet is a gorgeous toilet. Uh, so all of the, you know, the uglier parts of it are hidden. And um, uh, it has several lovely features. It's a very deep toilet. It's like sitting on a dining room chair. It's really high. Uh, it's kind of sculptured, you know, it's a beautiful shape. It doesn't have any hard corners. Well, maybe a little bit of a hard corner, but... And it has a fairly small tank and it has two different flushes. You can do a tiny flush and a big flush, but it is a very violent flush. If you're sitting on the toilet and you flush, you're going to get your bum wet because they're... <laughs> so what happens is, so there, it's a very tall toilet and down in the very, very bottom is a very small 
little reservoir or cup where, where all of your business arrives and it's a long drop like <laughs> it's like a waterfall like when you sit on that toilet and you expel there's like a gersh and it feels like someone just jumped off of a, off of a bridge into the river you know <laughs> um, and then and then so it's really deep and everything is really low there's no pool there's not a pool of water in this toilet everything is down below in the down in the cup and then you press the flusher and the thing just barfs out this water from up really up high down into this cup it's very violent flush and it just uh, evacuates everything out it really is remarkable how <laughs> how efficient this toilet is and you can do a very small flush if you want or a very large flush so uh, I'm very impressed with this toilet and the, the the seat and the the lid they just they just float down like you will never will you smash the lid down on this toilet when you close the lid or put the seat down uh, it just floats down ever so gently oh it's just the most divine thing uh, I, I have to say it's one of the better toilets I've ever experienced in my life so that's very exciting <laughs> very exciting for me um, <laughs> all right so let's get to some business uh, well let's talk about Brenda Boo so Brenda Boo uh, there's been a little talk on Twitter about Brenda Boo I'll just tell you what she's up to she's given me permission to relay the following uh, information this very day in fact uh, which is April the 30th that I'm recording this uh, Brenda Boo is moving into her new apartment now Brenda is in Iowa uh, and she has a very good she has a job working as a custodian for a very large employer in Iowa um, and uh, she's been working there for uh, three weeks I think now maybe two weeks three weeks um, and it seems to be going quite well she's enjoying her job uh, some of the people are really strange rednecks but uh, she, she seems to be handling them okay. She seems quite happy. And now today she's moving into a new apartment. This apartment is gorgeous, people. It's, uh, uh, it's, uh, recently, it's either recently renovated or it's, it could be a new building. But it, it looks, it has the same finishes. As, it's very modern, right? Stainless steel fridge and and uh, appliances and things it's an open concept it's a she has a one bedroom apartment it has all uh, laminate or vinyl floors have vinyl wood floors I'm not sure what the surface is but it is a wood it's a wood or a faux wood floor just like they're putting in everything now I really don't like these I've never liked laminate floors the new vinyl flooring product is pretty good it's it's nice but it's not real you know that's what I have in my house is a vinyl floor, wood floor. Um, it feels okay, but it's, uh, you know, there's nothing like real wood. Anyway, so vinyl wood floors in her apartment. Um, uh, and uh, it's a very quaint, very, very chic, brand new. She's got a washer and dryer. I'm telling you, Brenda needs a washer and dryer. If you knew how much Brenda went through sheets and towels 
she like she I'm sure she does a load of laundry every day. Like it's just crazy. She's just like she's a consumer of linens. <laughs> so uh, a nice little one bedroom and all that. So it's a really lovely apartment. And it seems to me that Brenda's quite uh, quite happy there. Things are going really well for her. She has left Florida now and is back and working in Iowa. And uh, I think she she prefers Iowa to many of the other places she's been. I think so. So if you're curious, Brenda's doing well. Um, if you want to send her an email, you could send it to me at podcast at pinkwheelnuts.com, and I'll be happy to forward it on to Brenda. If you would like to touch base with her and connect, I wouldn't uh, expect her to be putting out any shows or making any podcasts. I think that's uh, a thing of the past for Renda, but you may hear her here on the Pink Wheelnuts podcast. Uh, okay, so now let's talk about these car issues. Uh, uh, in my last episode, I asked Peter to let us know how things went with his door button locks. Uh, automatic door locks on his Nissan Sentra so he's uh, he's sent me a communique and a, a little expensive but he did get it repaired so I think they did it, it pretty much exactly what I recommended they uh, removed they had to remove the door panel their work order which uh, Peter sent me says that they removed the exterior door handle Remove and replace exterior door handle pre something blah blah blah. I can't read it because I'm driving, um, and that's a little weird to me. Perhaps uh, perhaps it was actually a problem with the exterior door handle. I don't know, but I can tell you that he paid $140 for labor and the part for the button, whatever the part was that they put in which I believe to be the button matrix, but perhaps it's the actual full door door handle, the exterior door handle. That's what it says here anyway. $175 for the part. So, uh, and uh, $137 for labor, that's about one hour. I, sur- I surmise that it would be about an hour to an hour and a half of labor. So, um, except I'm surprised by the cost of the part. It's a little, little pricey if you ask me. But I think that's what you're gonna pay if you go to a dealer. They're gonna gouge you on the parts. Um, so that's uh, rather unfortunate, but that's the way she goes. So thank you, Peter, for letting us know about your door locks. I'm glad everything's working again. Peter seems quite happy with that. Maybe I'll just quickly read over what he wrote me here. It's working fine. Total cost was 312 Uh Part itself took two weeks to be received, and it took them four hours, and it was done. All right. Well, thanks, Peter. All right. Now we have a new question from from uh, what many of you will recognize as a recognizable face. I'm just going to pass a uh, come on gear down. Come on, old truck. There we go. We're going to pass a big semi here, trucker Alex. I'm coming up your trumpet on a double laner here up the hill. Get that turbo kicking in here. Get the boost going see my dash Uh, where's my lights take fifth gear 2200 rpm in this old diesel that's really revving her up there Faye doing 1800 rpms in fifth gear at uh, 105 kilometers per hour into sixth gear Uh, okay so let's 
let's uh, listen to Taste Like Burning Tim and his question. Uh, take it away, Tim. Hey, Faye, it's Tim from Taste Like Burning. Uh, I'm going to try to keep this quick, but no promises. So I have a question for you. Do you feel like garages try to rip people off and do the upsells and stuff? Do you feel like that's just part of their game uh, to try to make money? And my question arises from the fact that here in Texas, you have to go get your inspection and your registration done yearly, right? right. In California, it was like every two years, I believe. And then um, I'm sure it varies state to state. And of course, in Canada, it's probably different than down here. But I had to take my car in for inspection. I take it in, specifically telling them, like, I'm here for state inspection. And of course, inevitably, when you have that done, they try to give you the upsell of oh, your air filters are filthy, oh, your fluids look a little off, oh, your mileage is this, so you need to have these fluids changed. And James does all that stuff for us. He's very good at keeping the cars in uh, peak performance and in top condition, and he's good at all that. Um, so, uh, but you know, you go in for the inspection and uh -huh. they try to do this upsell, i.e. my example being uh, when I did that, he, uh, the, the guy called me out into the, into the bay where they've got the car uh, taken apart and stuff and saying like, oh look here, your air, your air filter's filthy and uh, your mileage is this, so you might need to get your power steering changed out or flushed or you know, blah, 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 and your oil, da, 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 da. And, and of course not knowing that like, I have someone who does this for me and then therefore I know the cost of these things. They wanted to charge me mm. $50 to replace a cabin air filter, which was dirty, and I don't know that he didn't go drag it out behind the building in the mud before he showed it to me. I don't know how clean it was because I didn't ask them to touch it. They do right. all these courtesy checks with air quotes. Um, but my question to you, Faye, is do you feel like this is a scam? Do you feel like these upsells are like a scam to make them more money? I mean, I think the obvious answer is, well, duh, of course it is, because a lot of people might not know, like, oh, you don't need to do that, or, you know, you can do this for $8 as opposed to $50. Right. Now, he drug me out in the bay. It's kind of high pressure. It's loud. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. All this needs done. And I'm, I just told, you know, I, I checked with James real quick. And I, was, I told the guy, I was like, look, no, we'll take care of it. Um, I just need the state inspection. Ends up he did it anyway. I get home. James looks at the bill. And I was charged $50 for a damn um, cabin uh. air filter that we could have replaced ourselves for $8. I was super pissed at myself all day. And, um... So I wonder, do you think they have selective hearing? Um, it's not like I could take the car back and be like, hey, give me my old dirty air filter back because you just scammed me for this. I feel like it's a scam myself. That's just mm -hmm. my thing. I feel like it's kind of a scam, kind of a ripoff because the upsell and the upcharge on these things is ridiculous. I know it's yes. labor, but like I didn't ask for that. I'm there for state inspection right? and, and they're doing all these other things. So anyway, that's uh, my question. I probably already asked you like twice or three times in this call. <laughs> do you feel like that kind of stuff is a ripoff? Um, I felt really hosed and yes. really uh, bamboozled by the whole experience. I was very upset. Right. But of course, again, you, it's not like you can really take it back and all that stuff. So just be careful, anyone out there, when you're going and they're trying to upsell you on all this stuff. If you have someone in your life who does these things for you, always let them do it for you because you will save so, so much money. I agree. Anyway, Faye, just thought I'd throw this out there to you. Thanks, and have a great day. Thanks. Thanks, Tim. Yes, a lot of things to cover here. I agree. It... it, it it, why do we always leave our mechanics feeling like we've been posed like this with such a 
you have such a bad feeling when you leave your mechanic and you've had to pay, you know, hundreds of dollars more than you would have liked to have paid. Especially in this case where they uh, they ignored your instructions to do not replace and uh, they hosed you for that $50. So, where to start? Is it a scam? Um, it's kind of a scam, but it's also standard business practices. This is how they make their money. So they're not, they, they may be scamming you, um, but th- this is the method by which they earn their income um, is to get your vehicle in the shop and then find anything wrong with it that they possibly can so that they can bill you uh, at premium prices for the parts and the labor for the work they're doing. So, uh, I think we should, whenever you take your car into a shop, you should fully expect to be upsold on various products, oil changes, the, oh, the, the biggest scam is the fluid flushes, the, these air quotes, uh, we're going to flush your engine, uh, oh, your oil looks really dirty, you need, you're going to need the $124 engine flush, engine oil flush, all this kind of shit is, this is bullshit. Uh, 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 coolant flushes is another scam. Uh, you want to avoid these things. So, what? how do you protect yourself? Well, I think, Tim, you made every reasonable effort to make it clear to this shop owner, this technician, that you do not require these services. Do not f- fix my air filter. <laughs> Yeah, that's the other thing. This cabin air filter, the trend of now the cabin air filter, I believe that's just a blatant money grab by the by the car manufacturers to earn a little more money from you by selling you uh, a, a, an air filter for $50 that only costs them $8 to make or less, right? So this is this is uh, this is uh, uh, full knowledge by the car companies in putting something in your car that do you really need a cabin air filter? Certainly, it's a nice thing. It's nice to know that your air, the, the air that's being blown into your car from outside, is being filtered. But are they really that effective? I don't know. I think it's malarkey. But anyway, this is a this is this is a thing. So back to to how. To react to this, we you there's all kinds of pressure from these guys. They know how to do this and do this well, right? They get you. They 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 use fear mongering tactics to to scare you into thinking, oh, if you don't do this, this this vehicle's going to explode. You know, uh, things like this. It's just evil. And also this is a this is a great tactic bringing you out to the noisy shop floor and showing you uh, a dirty air filter you we don't even know that that's the proper air filter from your vehicle so I th- this and this has happened to me the, I, people shops have done this to me where I've gone and, and gotten my oil change when I do my services at these companies I go there and say I want this and this and this done and don't do anything else. And I've had a shop on this very vehicle I'm driving where I did an oil change and uh, they changed my cabin air filter and my uh, engine air filter. And that was like, has a $120 bill. And I said, I did not instruct you 
to do this service. I am not paying for a cabin air filter and an engine air filter. You can remove them. And and the uh, the uh, front service person said, "Yep, uh, you're right. We you didn't ask for this, so uh, they removed it from my bill." So you really have to advocate for yourself, and you really need to be tough and mean and fuck those fuckers. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I would have, you know, I, I, I generally will review the bill very closely, especially if I think that seems like it cost a lot, a lot, uh, too much for what I was asking for. Um, and if there's something on your bill that you didn't ask for, deal with it right there at the desk and say, no, I did not request this. I told you not to put this in. Remove it or, or refund me for the cost of this thing. That's terrible. It's terrible that they did that to you. And I don't know how you can proceed in the future. I would say maybe go somewhere else. Um, and the other thing is that these, these government inspections are another. I mean, this is a great revenue stream for these companies to be able to get. You're required by the government to do an inspection. I'm curious to know. I would be curious to know exactly what does the government expect for your inspection. What's the government looking for? B- tires that aren't bald and uh, emissions that aren't, uh, you're not, so you're not poisoning the environment. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, this sucks and I'm sorry that this happened to you, but uh, you wanna go? You're not gonna go, okay? I gave you the opportunity to go. You didn't wanna go. Anyway, I agree with you. It's a, it's terrible. It's horrible that they did this to you, and uh, I think you you just fell victim to an expert shyster. That's the situation. You you got hosed by a pro, and sometimes that's gonna happen. I mean, it's happened to me too. We don't always win in these situations, so. I hope that answered your question. I hope I covered all the little topics in there. Um, Because I'm now at my destination. I have to now shut the hell up and go deal with things. So, uh, thanks, Tim. That's Tastes Like Burning Tim. You can... uh, I'll I'll put uh, links in my show notes. uh, How you can connect to Tastes Like Burning's podcast. uh, Tim and James. uh, What we used to call the lyrics in our old... Apple players and stuff, uh, or look for the info or the show art, however your particular podcast player deals with it, and you'll see uh, hyperlinks to to uh, the people that I refer to, and in this case, the show Tastes Like Burning. Uh, thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this show. I am the Fade Driver. If you have a car question like uh, That Peter G or Tastes Like Burning Tim, you can email me at podcast at pinkwheelnuts.com. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network uh, at pride48.com, uh, where you can find more LGBTQ and LGBTQ-friendly podcasts. Thanks for listening. <laughs>